up, everyone? Welcome back to Wake Up. I'm your host here with the platform, Cameron Mons. And for anyone new here joining my platform, Wake Up, my personal development podcast, uh, I appreciate you starting your week off with me. And my purpose with this platform is to help you, the listener, to develop perception, create intention, and ultimately invent a new path for your life through personal development concepts. So continuing on the series here that I've been working on in the last few weeks already, uh, I dive into a book called High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. For anyone joining me here just on this episode, uh, today we're covering the fourth habit. And so Brendan Burchard in the book talks about high performers and his research is based on with his team. He went and interviewed big populations of people with his huge team And the question he was trying to answer is, why are there some people who succeed more than others? Why do they do it with less stress? And they not only succeed, but they do it consistently. They do it over the long term. He noticed a connection with between people who are successful. There were some who were stressed, some who were pretty well-minded, and some who have just done it for a long time. So this book actually breaks down over the course of all these interviews and research with people, six habits that if you treat it like a checklist, like a pilot doing his checklist or her checklist before you take off the runway, they do the pilots do a checklist. You treat these six habits as a checklist. You treat these habits and check in with yourself day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute, and just try and dial in all six of these habits. So the one that we're actually going to dive into today here is increasing productivity. Increasing productivity. So this one here is actually going to be pretty straightforward today. It's not going to be as long as my other episodes have been for the first three habits. Um, Because I'm sure you guys already have an idea of where, what path he's going down here. The three practices he breaks down increasing productivity into is increase the outputs that matter. Chart your five moves and get insanely good at key skills. Those are the three categories that he breaks down this habit into. And with my notes here, I actually started off here um, writing that high performers have deliberate approach in planning their use of time. They set priorities for what's important. So we all have 24 hours in a day. We all have an opportunity to get things done. And I'm in this boat and I agree. I think you guys would agree that a lot of us could prioritize our time a little bit better to get the things done that we need to do, whether that's going to the gym, getting into the office earlier, uh, making time to see the people you haven't seen in a long time with regards to business, scheduling time to make phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. And he talks about how better productiveness leads to being happier. And I've truly felt that in the last few weeks when I'm not pursuing my goals and what I need to do, I feel like I'm stagnant and I just have this feeling of, being incomplete but when i actually do what i need to do make some phone calls do the research i need to do post on my social media do my podcast episodes it's just more fulfillment because i have a goal i have multiple goals that i'm trying to pursue and when i'm actually productive in what is going to get me there it's it's fulfilling and that'll treat it the same way for you guys too Uh, set goals maintain your energy and focus and be positive Burchard talks about that a ton in the book. Uh, And he also talks about before you go into a big set of work, 
whether that's for a few hours, um, doing paperwork at the office, anything like that, talks about having a comedy dip. So just search up a funny video, get yourself laughing, get yourself smiling before you dive into your work and that'll put you in the right mindset and the right mood to, to get to work. And I really like these points here. Maintain focus because three things that can happen that are going to get you off track. Distractions are going to happen, interruptions, and too much analysis. That's a big one for me. I've been through it all the time. I overanalyze too much. And I always remember my high school football coach saying this consistently all the time. Analysis by paralysis. If you see everything, you end up seeing nothing. If you're looking for every single detail that you can pull in and focus your attention to, A, you're going to get overloaded. And B, you're just not going to get done what you need to do if you're focusing on everything. So I've just learned to dial it in. And I'm still working this on myself day to day, day in, day out, is just focusing on what I need to do and leaving all the extra stuff behind so that I can finish what I need to do to get my work done. Talks about work-life balance a little bit. Uh, It's not going to necessarily be equal hours between the two of them, between work and life balance. Uh, You got to balance the happiness and progress. And you'll always feel out of balance if you're doing what you don't find engaging nor meaningful. So that's another part here with increasing productivity. Before we dive into the practices here, you got to find work that you enjoy. You have to find work that provides you fulfillment. Are you serving people? Are you bringing value to people's lives in an area where they might not have a lot of information on? Because that's a big part in providing you with fulfillment. Take breaks when needed. I wrote down about that. Give your mind and body a break. He talks about every 45 to 60 minutes, you truly just have to get up and walk around. If you want to be productive, you can't just work for five, six, seven, eight hours straight. Like take a bit of a break, take five minutes every 50 minutes and just relax, reset your brain. Um, Get up and move, get up and move. Your body has to move. So now diving into practice number one, He talks about increasing the outputs that matter. And this is pretty straightforward. You guys probably know what you have to do in order to progress in the ways that you need to progress, whether it's in school or in your business or at your job that you have. You know what you have to do in order to progress, but sometimes it's an uncomfortable thing to do that consistently. So we let that linger to the side. So I've written down here, figure out the productive outputs that matter in your field. Just figure out what you need to do and what's actually going to move the needle for you in your goals, in whatever endeavor you're pursuing. And I write down here, high performers master the art of prolific quality output. Burchard dives into this quite a bit here in the chapter as I pull out the book to, to read about it for you guys. Just the notes that I highlighted. So he talks about understanding what your prolific quality output is. That's your PQO. So there's a PQO in anything that anybody ever pursues and high performers have mastered the prolific quality output. And really that's just going specific into what actions you need to take in your field to get to where you need to be. So he gives some examples here. Uh, It says the parent may choose to increase the frequency of time and great experiences with the kids. 
right? That's their prolific quality output as a parent is time with the kids. So setting time blocks in your schedule for that, maybe for a blogger, it might mean more frequent and better content. That's a prolific quality output for the blogger or for a sales representative. Uh, they might go after more meetings with qualified prospects, right? For someone such as myself in financial services, I have to sit in front of qualified prospects who can use the services that I have. That's a prolific quality output. So now you can apply that to your life and and figure out exactly what is going to move the needle for you. So I like that Burchard dives into that because that opened my mind a lot into exactly what I need to do to get the work done. Practice number two that he dives into, and this was interesting because it's really tangible and you can apply it to your life, charting your five moves. So what does he mean when he talks about charting your five moves? Um, Be sure to plan because talent only goes so far. Um, High performance is composed of thinking before acting. And I highlighted this in here as a quote. If there were only five major moves to make that goal happen, what would they be? So Burchard just encourages you to really dive in as I just flip pages here to the one I highlighted for myself. The important thing is that for every major goal you have, you figure out the five moves. So have a big goal for yourself. And he actually uses an example in here and I'll, I'll read this out to you guys. I think it's just back on the previous page here. Yeah. So for him, you guys, as he was pursuing his career as an author, now, obviously he's a big public speaker and he does a lot of other side businesses along with writing a book, but these were the five moves that he talked about in order to get his needle actually moving when it comes to writing a book. So with all the moves that mattered, every single possible thing he could do in terms of start to end for finishing a book, this is these are the most five important things he came up with. Number one, finish writing a good book. Until that's done, nothing else matters. So his, number for, his first move, finish writing the book. Number two, if you want a major publishing label, get an agent or just self-publish. So his second move of five is just having a plan to get that book published. Number three, start blogging and posting to social media and use these to get an email list of subscribers. So just promotion. His third, third move of five is just promoting his book. Move number four, create a promotion webpage and offer some awesome bonuses. So he's just talking about extras, extras for people. That was the fourth move for him. Uh, And then he talks about building an email list, a really big email list, again, tying into marketing. So that's just his example that he put in the book about charting your five moves. Super important. So just having a goal for yourself and charting out the five exact sequential steps that you will take to get you to where, to your result. So that's practice number two, you guys under increasing productivity. And number three. So he dives into this. I really like this. So just getting super focused and dialed in on getting insanely good at key skills. Insanely good at the skills that you need in order to progress in your field. Uh, Repetition alone rarely leads to high performance. So you have to specify exactly what you need to do for you to progress in your field. And I'm just going to open up to one of the pages here that 
that I actually highlighted down in my notes while I was reading the book. So he talks about progressive steps to mastery. 10 steps that will take you from a beginner, new person in a certain skill. That takes you all the way to step number 10, which is becoming a master in that skill and being able to teach it. So these are the steps to progressive mastery. Step one, determine a skill that you want to master. Find something. Identify something you want to get better at. Number two, set specific stretch goals on your path to developing that skill. Little goals as you develop and pursue that goal. Whether you're learning a language, maybe it's just memorizing a word, a different word in that language. Step number three, attach high levels of emotion and meaning to your journey. So it's one thing to get started, that feeling, right? We talk about feelings and emotions. You can control your feelings, can't control your emotions. Your emotion, when you start, you're so excited. You just can't wait. You're starting, you're excited, but then you're going to feel that taper off. So you have to attach a high level of emotion and meaning to your journey. That's the next important thing. Step number four. Fourth progressive step to mastery. Identify the factors critical to success and develop your strengths in those areas. So he's talking about fixing your weaknesses with equal equal fervor. Identify the factors critical to success and develop your strengths in those areas. So what's important in this skill for me to get from A to B? And let me get better at those, those spots. Step number five, develop visualizations that clearly imagine what success and failure look like. So now picturing farther down the road, develop a picture in your head that clearly defines what success looks like in this skill once I'm good at it and what it's going to look like when I fail, but I'm going to take the steps to keep going. What is it going to look like? Step number six, schedule challenging practices developed by experts or through careful thought. So take on situations that challenge you, certain practices that are going to level you up in this skill by experts or through your own thought. Step seven, measure your progress and get outside feedback. So measure your own progress as you go along with this skill and then get feedback from other people. It's different hearing feedback from someone else with obviously a different set of eyes on you and they can tell you things that you may not have seen yourself. So you can get better at that skill. Number eight, socialize your learning and efforts by practicing or competing with others. That's a big thing. That is so, so key. Competing with people pushes people to a different level. And I know some really competitive people and it it brings parts out of me that I never thought I had in me. So competition is very important. Step number nine, continue setting higher level goals so that you keep improving. So you go through those first eight steps, right? You get the feedback, you're giving yourself goals, you're socializing and competing. Now set a different goal because by this time, you've probably hit quite a few of the goals that you set for yourself in this skill. Now time to level it up and boost that skill. And number 10, teach others what you're learning. That's the 10th step to master a skill. You can finally teach others what you're doing. You can duplicate it into other people. You can teach them. And by teaching them, that's just going to level you up so much more. That extra level of communication, that extra level of commitment to the skill, it's going to level you up. So those are the the 10 steps to progressive mastery. And that wraps up our, uh, the third practice under increasing productivity, get insanely good at key skills. Remember those 10 steps, write them down. Uh, I have it highlighted here in my notes to talk about 
And you guys, that concludes it today. Increasing productivity is Brendan Bouchard's fourth high performance habit in order to level you guys up from, you know, from point A, getting to point B. That's it. So increase your productivity this week. You guys find out the, the skills that really matter. That'll get you from where you are now to where you need to be. What are the next five moves that need to get you from where you are now to your goals and go out and just, just attack the week. You guys increase your productivity. Wake up.